Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday, And we are back. And I have to start off with this whole Shit's Creek discussion by admitting I was completely wrong last week. If you listen, <laughs> like, what is she talking about? Why isn't Jamie explaining things? Because Jamie's being polite. <laughs> and Jamie didn't want to embarrass me by calling me out and saying, no, Patty, you're wrong. We still have 14 episodes, not 12. <laughs> So she very sweetly and kindly, as Jamie does to me, uh, sent me a little text afterwards and said, hey, just wanted to tell you. So I want to lead off with that, let you all know it's not as bleak as I thought it was. <laughs> we I got was a couple episodes a mild, left. I was having a mild panic attack, so I had to double check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, I was pretty depressed last time. And so, yeah, that was it was great news to find out. So, hey, y'all. Hey, welcome to the podcast. And if you are new around here, maybe you're just finding out about Schitt's Creek because you're in lockdown and in isolation or quarantine and you're like, hi, I need something to watch. Somebody told me to start watching Schitt's Creek and you binged everything as a good shithead would because, I mean, you can't help but love the show, right? Uh, and now you've caught up and here you are, season six. Season six, we're going to talk about it. We have been doing this every... Uh, after every episode, right, Jamie? Yep. Everyone. Everyone for season six. And it's kind of our little love letter to say goodbye to a show that has meant so much to the both of us. And, um, well, Jamie and I have known each other for forever, but it kind of brought us back together to talk yeah. about things on a weekly basis. And it's been wonderful. So uh, I will miss that. We'll have to figure out something else to talk about, Jamie, because, you know, I can't go another couple of years without <laughs> talking to you. So I'm in. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> All right. This was episode, what we were at, episode 11, and this is a 100% spoiler-filled episode. So anybody who is new to Shit's Creek and hasn't gotten to season six yet, and you don't want to hear the spoiler episodes, then bop on out, come back later, listen to the rest of this then, um, because we are going to talk about The Bachelor Party, <laughs> which was episode 11. And uh, as always, Jamie... I'm going to let you give us that recap, and we will talk about it as we go. All right. So so we start out with Stevie and the boys talking about the bachelor party and opening with Patrick opening his I'm with stupid shirt and David opening his I'm stupid shirt. Um, <laughs> great visual. Great visual. So they're talking about the bachelor party, and Stevie apologizes for not being able to fill David's seven-page request of things he wanted to do for his dream bachelor party um one of them being a tahitian cruise with dolphins and <laughs> now i want to know what all of the other options were right we right? need to know we must I need, know <laughs> i need them to put out like a i don't know a webisode or something with them talking about what the rest what else was on the seven pages because yeah that had to be epic uh, very very david rose-esque <laughs> Yes, I'm going to try to hit up Dan Levy because he's been extremely active on social media during this whole lockdown that we're in. So maybe he'll give us some more teasers. I would love uh, that. <laughs> so then we find out that we're doing um, uh, little hors d'oeuvres at, at one of the bars for David and an escape room for Patrick. Um, 
So then we go to the cafe and Moira is talking over with Twilight Ronnie about how she turned down this job on Sunset Bay, but she's going to be the new voiceover person for an airline, which we later find out is Larry Air, um, which listening to Moira do voiceovers is like a dream and sign her up for all of them, please. Oh, and it was so funny. She had a great, great line where she's like, voiceover work is every actor's dream. (laughs) And I just had to laugh because I'm not so sure it is. But at the same time, me as a as the person that I am, uh, for example, that's why I like podcasting versus say, doing Facebook live or video. It is my dream. (laughs) I would would rather do the voiceover than have to go through the whole process of like doing hair and makeup and all that. So anyway, it just was one of those Moira moments where I was like, hey, Moira, I can't, I'm sure you're making a joke somewhere, but I actually feel this. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And then, then Johnny is talking with Stevie and Roland about some very obscure business plans that he has with an investor, Um, but he's really excited and Roland and Stevie just keep kind of raining on his parade and poor Johnny was just so happy um, that I felt bad for him there. Well, he, he, he was so excited about his news, but rightfully so Stevie and Roland were like, but it's not really news exactly. But to Johnny, it was like the first steps of getting back in the game. Right. So that was, and it was exciting to see that. I was excited for Johnny Rose to see the Johnny Rose, like back work in his business magic. So his news was that he might possibly have an opportunity to take a meeting. Yes. Yeah, and just uh, Roland and Stevie's reaction, too, was actually pretty funny. It was. It was cute. <laughs> um, and then next up was my favorite part of the episode, when Moira actually goes into the studio and does her voiceover recording for Larry Air. And she doesn't like any of the lines. Um, and all, literally, it's just like a two-line promo that they just want her to read through the sheet. And so she... Um, in Moira fashion, just is like, I'm not doing it. And kind of, and Alexis was like, meanwhile, this whole episode, Alexis is still really having a hard time with, you know, getting over Ted and trying to find her way back. So she was in sweatpants at the beginning, but then she had to take this meeting with Moira. And my absolute favorite part was Alexis goes in and says, I'll cover for you. You go wait in the car. And Alexis does the most amazing impression of Moira that is just the best she tries to do the full moira accent and it's amazing you guys know how much i have been just fangirling hard over alexis's character this entire season she has she has just shown she's just been so great and once again annie murphy hello (laughs) when i realized what she was about to do I had goosebumps. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is she going to do this? She's going to do this. And I I just knew it, would, I knew it was going to be so good. And it was so good. Yeah, we had, we that was definitely a rewind moment for us because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to hear that again. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, for the, the biggest part of the night, we go to the escape room. And first of all, Moira's wig was just something. 
Uh, th- that one I did not love, but I did make a note of her first wig that she is yes. wearing at the beginning when she's in the cafe with the ladies. Yes. That's, I, that might be my favorite moral wig. Like, I would rock that ri- wig. I want that wig. If somebody <laughs> can hunt it down and tell me where I can buy it for, you know, $20 or less on Amazon, um, that's the wig I want. <laughs> you would be able to rock it, too. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think it's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so they do the escape room and you can tell at first, this is not the Rose's jam. And Johnny is all about, he's just so preoccupied with this phone call and, and rightfully so, but you know, poor Patrick, he had said the sweetest thing at the beginning that the um, escape rooms were his favorite thing to do with his family. And since, since, (laughs) since his family couldn't be there that he wanted to do it with his new family to which Moira whispered to Alexis. Oh, they passed. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, Maura. <laughs> so they go in and do the escape room. And funny enough, the big hero of the night, Alexis. She just came in and handled it. Well, first of all, the theme of it was unfortunately the Galapagos. <laughs> Um, which really kind of shook Alexis at first, but then when she recovered, man, she rocked that escape room. She just handled it like a boss and it was, it was cool to watch. And then back at the bar, we kind of closed down the night and Moira says some sweet words, but I think the biggest thing for me was a huge foreshadow into what's next for Alexis. Well, and here is where I was like, look at that. Jamie called this. I can't remember which episode it was that we talked about this or or whatever, but David basically says the lines that you've been saying, which was that Alexis didn't need to follow another man around. I I kind of caught that and I was like, oh my gosh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You, you, you and David Roseman, you're right. I mean, you and uh, Dan Levy, you're right there. You're right there. I've always 100%. known this about you, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I, and, and I'll, I gotta say, I was caught off guard. I knew obviously that somewhere, somehow at the end of this season, somebody was going to leave Shit's Creek. I didn't know if everyone was going to leave, but I guess that's maybe what I thought is that it was going to be a package deal maybe. I don't know what I thought, but I didn't expect it to be Alexis doing this on her own. But you know what? It fit. And I think this episode shows showed just how perfect that is for Alexis to make that move and to make that change. Didn't you I feel agree. that? Yeah, 100%. And I think so, so to kind of get it, if you don't remember, so she's talking about her sad desert plant that died that Ted had given her, which was a succulent. She was saying, well, maybe the succulent is too big for its little pot. Maybe it needs a bigger pot in order to grow. And, you know, it just kind of made me realize that like she, she kind of saw it for herself for the first time ever, I think, you know? I don't know that she ever believed in herself enough. Yeah. You know, she was always very confident and obviously a lot smarter than anybody would ever give her credit for. And she used her own, like even in that whole uh, escape room example, I was laughing so hard at the way she thought things through, like, (laughs) um, 
uh, my time with Tom Hardy, England. This is England. Like she knew England because of the time with Tom Hardy. And then when she's right. saying, now we need something from um, Egypt because my friend had this Egyptian tattoo. Was it the, a tattoo at that point? Anyway, my friend, something, something Egyptian. So we need something um, from there. Think uh, mummies. Think Rami Malek. <laughs> I mean, it was just a very Alexis way of thinking, yeah. but she was the one that processed everything and got through. And that was another one of those moments where it was all clicking, where obviously through all these stories that we've gotten from Alexis all along, we've known that she was smart and she we knew that she was capable because she was getting herself out of all kinds of crazy jams, right? Right. But this was the first, not the first, this was this was like a, a culmination of like the thunderbolt hit me going I see you, Alexa. I see, I see you, Alexis. I see how much you've grown. I see how much you've changed. Like, she has just come so far from the from the beginning. But at the same time, she's done it on a path that's very true to who Alexis has always been. Yeah, I agree. And, with that. Right, and even when she kind of puts that metaphor together at the end, where she's talking about the plant dying because it's in too small of a pot. And she just realizes that the plant maybe was more comfortable in a much bigger pot. And, you know, she's like, it's me, David. I'm talking about me. And he's like, yeah, I was I was tracking that. I get that. Um, when she put all that together, I was like, you know what? She's not wrong. Like, Alexis isn't the kind of girl that can flourish in this small town. She does. She does need. She needs more. She needs more. Yeah, I agree. And I, I kind of always saw Alexis as kind of living – a big city life, but I didn't know if, if that meant she would kind of go back to her old ways. But now I feel, I feel confident. Here's the mom in me. I feel confident that she's grown up enough that she, she doesn't feel like she needs to live that life anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. It was a good one. This is a good one. And then it wrapped up totally uh, with Johnny finally getting his phone and listening to his phone call, and he got the call. He's got a meeting. He's got a meeting set up. He's he, what he was looking. And the the look on his face. Oh my gosh, he was yes. so he was just so delighted. And I also, I was watching. I'll be honest. I was watching Mora for her reaction because on one hand, like she loves him so much, but on the other hand, I wondered. If by him, you know, expanding the hotel, the motels, if that would crimp her. Because she remember earlier in this in this episode, she even mentioned something about, oh, that's still the plan. We're still leaving or something along those lines. Yeah. So I was wondering how her reaction would be. But it was absolutely beautiful and appropriate to someone who just loves her husband so much, which was she was purely delighted that what he wanted to come out of this looks like it might be coming out of it. So Yay. Yeah, and I was really nervous about that. Well, like when she said, "Oh, we're that's still the plan. We're still mm-hmm. getting out." I was like, "Oh, no. what is happening?" I mm-hmm. Thought- <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see. But overall, we love both of us loved this episode, and I cannot wait for next week. Uh, before we go, anything you want to wrap up with, real quick? No, I think um, I think that's it. I did laugh at. David saying that there's only room in this family for one unstable sibling. And I have been it for a very long time. <laughs> I, I wrote that quote down. That one I loved. And David also had the, the, the quote, something about uh, 
if you're looking for your style, we'll find it or we can, you know, something along the lines where he basically was telling Alexis, you look like poo child, like what right. is wrong with you? Get it together. Um, and uh, it did it in a very David, of course, way. And it was, it was another great. So yeah, he had a lot of great lines in this one as well. All right. Well, we got three more episodes, three more. Yay. Yay. I'm so happy to say that. <laughs> and I, I just actually pulled up, Jamie, I'm getting them so mad. I pulled up Twitter just now and was tagged by a friend. And apparently somebody had tweeted out, uh, you know, to get through these dark times. Uh, I feel like we need a live tweet event of Shit's Creek to get us through these times. And Dan Levy responded, I am here for it. Literally, <gasps> here I am. He oh was live God. tweeting. Oh, no. and, and I was so I was so focused on watching the show. I didn't yes. jump on Twitter like I normally do. Oh. I wish I had because we missed our moment to like chit chat with Dan a little bit. I know. But... Oh. <laughs> Dang it. But anyway, well, well uh, we so we'll I'm we'll have to go back and read some of those tweets because yeah. it's Stan Levy, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he's been—I don't know if you've been watching his Insta stories, but he's been cooking too, which mm-hmm. is love him, love him. Uh, I know it just uh, <laughs> yes, fangirl is appropriate when we talk about Shit's Creek like that. Yeah, is, we're, that's just this is the perfect podcast for Shit's Creek. Anyway, absolutely. All right. Well, we are going to wrap this one up, and we will be back, of course, next week to talk some more. Thanks for fangirling with us as always, and see y'all again real soon. Bye.